so this morning we, we have something uh, a little bit different. Uh, Thanksgiving is a time where we give thanks. It's a time when we celebrate. And so as, uh, as a staff, as uh, an elder board, we thought it would be a, a great opportunity today to give God praise, to celebrate what God has done uh, in our church this year. Um, I want to start off with reading uh, from Psalm 145. Now I'll read the first seven verses. It says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you, and I will exalt your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. And so this morning when we are, are talking about what's going on in the church, when we're talking about what God is doing in particular ministries in the church, what we are doing is not necessarily bragging about ourselves or our abilities or uh, kind of um, pumping our t own tires so that we feel better about ourselves. What we want to do, and, and this is the way that we hope to communicate today, is that we want to thank God for what he is doing through us. We want to, as uh, the psalmist speaks in verse 4, one generation commends your works to another, and they tell of your mighty acts. And so I, th that is kind of the starting point of what we're doing, what we're, what we're celebrating today. We have so much to be thankful for as a church. And so today, I want us to celebrate with, with each other, uh, with, with us that are on the stage, and um, really thank God for his faithfulness and his mighty acts. So how this is going to happen today is we're just going to take turns and kind of uh, talk about how uh, different areas of ministries, um, God is working through them and, and uh, maybe a little bit of what they do. So maybe I'll start with you, Judy. Um, I, I am uh, very honored to be able to work on our Board of Elders. We have a very healthy board. And uh, as you know, Judy uh, Bueller is the chairperson. And uh, as a board, uh, it's, a, it's a great place to, to work as a team. And so maybe I'll just uh, give you an opportunity, Judy, just to share what, how God has been faithful this year on the board. So um, Qu Pastor Quentin already used the word brag. And earlier today when I was out in the foyer, we talked about bragging a little bit about how God had been, how good God has been to our families, even in bringing our families together. And so, um, and then I, I want to continue to use that word in terms of how God is blessing us. And so um, I first was, I wouldn't want to say introduced to it, but bragging about Jesus is something that Mary Fair actually um, kind of introduced me to earlier this year at the women's ministry when she shared her testimony and she started out with, I want to brag to you about what Jesus has done in my life. And then she continued to talk about how big a difference Jesus had made in her life. And so today, I'd like to brag to you about what Jesus has done in our church through the ministries that, um, that we get to represent as a board and through the people who serve. And so when we talk about the board, we're talking about you essentially because many of you, a lot of you are serving and then a lot more of you are also participating. So even if you've only 
um, sat in a chair and, and taken in something, you were part of that because you filled that seat and we couldn't do it without that. So as a board, I feel that we are constantly scouting our um, spiritual gifts and considering who we can plug into the positions that we need filling at times. And we're blessed because um, we have so many great people serving in those ministries. And God always seems to lead the right person to the right position. And last year around this time, um, we began to look for three new board members because their terms were ending. And so God led us to John Hebert, Pete Gertson, who's on the panel with us, and Al Ring Rose, who's teaching Sunday school right now. Um, they've been a great addition um, to our team, and their wisdom has been vital in the decisions that we've made this year. And I'd like to give you a short update, just a, maybe an introduction for some of you on what each of those board members does and who they represent. So there's me. Um, I get to be the chair for now, and I represent the women's ministry. Right now, the women's ministry Bible study group is studying the armor of God. There's also a separate team that is planning for the Women's Christmas Fellowship and another team that's planning the Adult Christmas Banquet. So that's what's happening right now. And trust me, it's not too early to start planning for Christmas. There's John Dyke all the way at the end there. He's our vice chair. And he represents the finance team and also our church at the EMMC conference. And he's going to talk a little bit more about that work. Pete Neufeld is sitting um, to my left. And he's our secretary. He represents the food committee and the library. You are going to um, get to taste their talents later today when you come for lunch. Ike Quiring represents the worship teams, and you often see him playing drums during the worship services as well. Al Ringrose, as I said already, he represents the hosting ministry, which includes the ushers and the chair setup teams. And Al has many talents, including leading Bible study on Sunday mornings. Pete Gertzen, who is sitting next to John, he represents the men's ministry, and he's going to tell you more about what the men's ministry is doing a little bit later on. This is three pages long, guys. <laughs> John Hebert, he represents our maintenance team, and things are in good working order because of the work that the maintenance teams do. So we're always thankful for when we just get to flick a switch and everything works, right? And then... We cannot leave our amazing staff out. Newest to our team is Jonna Neufeld. He's, getting, he's just getting his feet wet, but in serving the senior youth in the Pursuit Ministries. And I've been told that he's already making some very meaningful connections with the youth, and we're so glad to have him aboard. Pastor Quinton, he serves our German congregation. He also, on the board, he represents the deacons, and he is the lead for life groups. And life groups, he's going to talk about that in a little bit, but I think life groups really expands our circle of support. If you're a part of one, um, you can, I'm sure you can testify to that. Pastor Peter Clausen next to me, he serves the junior youth, and he's hand, also handling our media tasks, like the many video announcements that he does, social media updates and website updates. He's also very pivotal in the workings with our mission trips to, um, to Jamaica, actually, I think it's Peter, and, and then we just follow along. And we're so blessed to have his creative genius with us. Annie Bergen is our children's ministry coordinator, and this is way more than just making sure that Sunday school is going well. She also ministers to new and expectant moms in cradle care, 
She organizes our special church events like church picnics, VBS, and Family Fun Day. There's a lot more, but she does all of this with great enthusiasm. I think it's the enthusiasm that, that really rubs off on the rest of us. Kim Friesen is our administrative assistant. She's currently filling a mat leave for Rebecca Wall. Kim is much more than administrative assistant though. She's a woman of many talents and she will always do more than what is asked of her. A few weeks ago I was wandering around <laughs> on a Sunday morning and I noticed that there was a different kind of music coming from the fellowship hall than usual. Kim and Annie were telling the story of Paul's conversion to, to the students in large group. And Annie was narrating and Kim, well, Kim was telling the story but in the form of secular songs with the words changed to fit the theme of, of Paul's conversion. It was really cool. Annie and Kim both did a fantastic job and notably Kim and Rebecca both serve on worship teams. Very multi-talented staff. And then, of course, Pastor Ike, right? He's, never, he's not last and he's never least. He's our lead pastor. And aside from being our lead pastor, Ike represents the missions team on the board and he keeps a very good pulse on what's happening for the rest of, in the rest of the ministries. Um, he, if something's going on, he tends to be the first person um, to know about it. He has a solid heart for missions, both locally and aboard abroad, I should say, and if there is a need, he will be the first to try to figure out how we can help. We'll talk a little bit about his sabbatical la later, I think. So I think, um, I think that's what all I want to say now. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, and so, as you can tell, there's a, a new staff member on stage, um, and so I'll kind of give it over to you, Peter and uh, Jonathan, and just maybe talk a little bit about uh, what you are celebrating in youth ministry uh, this year. Yeah, for sure. I'm really excited about uh, 2018 because um, uh, having Jonathan come on board has opened up uh, a lot more opportunities to zero in on, on more ministry. Um, before Jonathan was on board, I was taking care of the junior youth and the senior youth. And so that was like almost like two different youth groups, but now we're able to zero in on each group. So Jonathan is able to use his gifts for senior youth and me for the, the junior youth. But the cool thing about that is um, Jonathan was in my youth when I first started here. And uh, because of the solid leadership team that Ike left me, I, I got to take that over and pour into the leaders. And they poured into Jonathan. And Jonathan uh, fell in love with Jesus. He went off to Bible college. And it's such an honor to have someone like that come back. Instead of me being his youth pastor, now we get to be co-workers. And that's kind of how leadership is supposed to work. Leadership creates other leaders and so that is exciting to see and just working with him is always fun he's been on pretty much every mission trip that we've been on we were upstairs and we were reimagining what the youth room is going to look like we're going to completely change it around and just being able to work as a team uh, with him i think will add so much more value so keep your eyes open in the future there's going to be some pretty cool things happening and, and i'm sure a lot more transformation so i'll let jonathan speak a little bit more about that transition On. Sorry guys, I'm new here, so <laughs> mics, are, mics are a difficult thing. Um, yeah, so for, my, for myself, like, I've attended this church from young on, and um, so many of you might actually know me. 
Um, so like the transition from, from being just a normal attender of youth to young adults and then becoming um, part of the staff here was never something that was like a, a weird transition. It just felt like natural with being part of the leadership here and having people pour into me. Um, and yeah, with, with helping out with youth for years, for a couple of years now with different um, events, helping lead them and helping doing Bible studies, yeah, it felt very natural, never like it was something forced. Um, it just felt like this was where God was calling me to. Um, and I think we are so blessed to have a youth ministry and a young, young adults ministry that are thriving. Like they're healthy ministries that are, that are growing and people want to be there and they're, they're learning about God, so it's really awesome. And yeah, the whole switch with leadership, it wasn't that leaders wanted to get out of young adults or wanted to get out of youth, but the thing was we were growing so much. And with, with that growth, it means that we need to hire on more staff. Um, and with that, like it's just such an amazing thing to have the staff around me that are constantly helping me out and supporting me with different things and uh, yeah, just encouraging me along the way because yeah, this is, this is new to me, but um, yeah, I feel like I have such a strong team around me that it is uh, just an amazing thing. And like Pete said, there is, um, yeah, now there's more leaders, which means that we get to spend intentional time into, into the youth, into the junior youth, um, just pouring into different youth and creating a way to, yeah, encounter, have the youth encounter God in, in different ways that they'll reach them. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think uh, going along with that, it's been great uh, just to, as a staff, uh, for, for me, the last two years, um, we've just been very privileged to work together. And, uh, and we have a lot of fun together, but we do actually get work done as well. So, um, so maybe, uh, as many of you know, uh, we are part of the EMMC conference. And uh, they started this church uh, about 49 years ago, around that time. And uh, so, I, John, would you just be able to share a little bit with us how, uh, what are some of the exciting things that are happening in the conference and where we can celebrate with you? Okay, as was mentioned, yeah, my name is John Dyke. I'm on the conference general board and uh, also on the finance committee. So I got the privilege to, uh, to travel uh, over the last couple of years to, to quite a few regions. We have regions in Belize, Bolivia, and Canada, and, so, and also Mexico. And so because I'm on the finance committee, I have the privilege to be able to, uh, to see the, how, how generous the churches are. And, uh, so that, that's been a, a very good thing there. And so one of the things that, uh, uh, that our churches are doing, or that a conference leadership is looking as a five-year plan. And so one of the five-year plans is we want to equip leaders. Like we, we talked about our church right now, the leadership that we have, the multi-staff that we have. Our conference is made up of over 20, 27 churches. And so a lot of those churches only have single staff. And they also have a lot of volunteers. And so they're struggling with uh, with leadership, and so there, our, our, our conference board decided that we need to encourage churches, equip them, and to develop pastors, and that's what we're doing. And one of the ones that we're doing is Daryl Killer, and uh, first was supposed to be a six-month trial, and so the, the responses from the churches was so big that we've actually hired them on for another six months, and it's already been, we've already been booked till next year, uh, March already, to 2018. And so we know that the need is there, and the churches are, I know that they, uh, they need it. And so what we're, uh, two areas that we're looking at is pastor and training and leadership development. This will help churches create vision and missions. And so our church has a, has a model that a lot of the other churches are looking for, how we are training our leaders and developing uh, even leaders within the church. And so what we as a conference want to do is challenge churches for planting churches. Over the next four to five years, we want to have the churches start planting other churches and not just uh, be, uh, focus inside. All this will be to fulfill the great commission that Jesus gave his disciples and to us. 
to spread the, good, the gospel to the ends of the earth. If you want more information on the conference, just go to emmc.ca. And later on this year, I will be going to Saskatchewan together with Quinton. Quinton is also on the general council now. And so then we, at those meetings, we discuss what's going on and what's coming on in the future. Thank you, uh, John. Um, also, one of the, the, uh, the ministries that I think is uh, very unappreciated in some ways in this church is the men's ministry. Um, and uh, so Pete, uh, he oversees that. Could you just share some of the things that are, um, we can celebrate with you and uh, maybe just uh, some of the exciting things that are happening? Sure. Um, some of the things that we cele have celebrated or celebrating um, from the, this past year, I think uh, Abe uh, uh, Bueller, Abe Unger, and Peter Barch have done a great job in, in taking this on, um, uh, making things available for us men. And the one thing we had was the fish fry um, earlier this year. Uh, there was some great food and the great fellowship and also some great noise as they fired their guns and, uh, and things like that. So um, that was a great time. Many people uh, really enjoyed it. And um, so that, that was uh, a good event. Another thing that we celebrated was men's camp. Um, there were about 17 men that came out uh, to Grundy Lake. And it also was a beautiful place to relax, a beautiful scenery. Um, good uh, canoeing, fishing, and uh, um, hiking and kayaking. Um, it was, I think, eight people that uh, took uh, a kayak and uh, uh, went on the French River for 26 kilometers. So um, those of us that went, uh, we noticed that we had muscles that hadn't been worked for a long time. And, and uh, You're still so recovering. Was, pardon? Probably still recovering. Yeah, so that was, it was great. Um, it was, I think it was good that we didn't know how far it was because we probably would not have gone, but I definitely don't regret doing it at all. Um, the next event is going to happen um, October 21st, as you already seen on the, ad, uh, on the announcements. Um, it's uh, going to be a fundraiser, and the funds are going to go to this uh, home in Jamaica where I happen to be in uh, part of the, this uh, earlier this year, and uh, there's mold in in, in this uh, orphanage that needs to be taken care of. And uh, but first of all, we need to take care of a part of the roof; um, it's leaking. And so that's where the funds are going to go to. And uh, everyone is welcome. All the men are welcome, including their uh, their boys to this. So come on out and enjoy. Uh, a good time of fellowship again. <clears throat> and uh, I believe uh, uh, it, that this ministry is, is very, very important and, and it's, it, um, it really brings life to those uh, that attend. And, and I, I want to, I believe it was Lynette Anderson who, who's a pastor in Halifax who, who once said that uh, the richest place on earth is a cemetery. And uh, what he's saying is, at the cemetery, there are songs that, there, that were never sung, poems that were never written, books that were never published, and the list goes on. What I want you to do today is look around. Look at the, the rich um, community of believers that you have been placed in today 
and ongoing, year after year. There's people here that have gone 20 years before you, and, uh, or 40, or 50, or 60, and we can, it's such a treasure to be part of this congregation. There's so much here that we can, uh, that we can um, learn from and just uh, bless one another. And uh, one of the, the things that I want to encourage us men is that we dare ourselves to go out and meet another person. Let's not wait for them to come to us. You be the one that initiates, and you will find that you are going to be richly blessed. And you can bless others. That's how life is created. Let's continue the life that we have. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We really do sharpen one another when we take time and listen to one another. We find that others are going through the same thing that you are. Struggles are real, but others are going through the same, and that's encouraging. When you hear that, it's almost as if the weight is half gone when you just hear that. So thanks a lot, uh, guys, for doing the men's ministry. Thanks, Pete. Um, and Annie uh, is on, on stage, and usually she's in the fellowship hall or overseeing the children's ministry. And I think the fact that she is on stage is a testament to our wonderful ministry, uh, our remix ministry. And um, so, Annie, is there, uh, what's, uh, what are you celebrating today about the uh, children's ministry? Yeah, there's so many things that I can mention. So I just picked two because I think I only have five minutes. So <laughs> um, the biggest thing that I've noticed this year is our attendance is skyrocketing. It is through the roof. It is higher than ever before. And on average, we have about 105 kids in our children's ministry at a time each Sunday, which is so amazing to see. And really, that boils down to a big thank you to you parents. Um, to you parents showing your kids that church is something to prioritize that it is something that we as a family want to make sure that we do so thank you to mom and dad for or grandparents aunts uncles thank you for bringing your kids here because they are building some awesome relationships and they're learning about um, Jesus and how to put um, his principles into everyday life um, so yeah big thank you to you mom and dad and also, um, yeah, like Quinton kind of said, um, thank you to our volunteers. I am so thankful for this church and just the buy-in that you guys have in children's ministry. Um, because none of, none of our programs, like Judy mentioned before, none of those would happen if you guys are not there in the background doing what you, what you do. Um, so, and also, I'm going to brag a little bit about our volunteers. Um, at VBS, we had actually a waiting list of people waiting to help out. We had people saying, oh, uh, is so-and-so not going to be here because I would really like to help out today. Amazing. And that's been happening for three years now. So cool. And all these volunteers, a lot of them have full-time jobs that week. So they work nine to five. They come here for 5.45 and they're here till 9, 9.30 p.m. with those kids that week. So that week, those volunteers, they come because they know that they have a chance to spread the love of God to those kids. And it's just such an encouraging thing for me to see that you guys as a congregation are getting it, but to, to say yes to our next generation. 
And um, Sunday school, I think the biggest thing this year to celebrate with that is for the first time in six years that I've been here, all of our positions have been filled before Sunday school started. I think that deserves a round of applause because, yeah. That's a big amen. Um, because we have actually 50 positions, believe it or not, that need to be filled. And um, 36 of those positions are small group leaders. So those are the people that are in with the kids, um, interacting with them, being their small group leaders. And 60% of those guys are here full time, which means they're showing up every single Sunday. And we encourage our volunteers to do that because we want those volunteers to create meaningful relationships with the kids and to try and build that authentic faith. And also, we want those small group leaders to get to know you, mom and dad, too, because we want to be able to work together, right? Because our philosophy for children's ministry is orange, which is red plus yellow equals orange. Red being the love of the family, yellow being the light of the church. And if we combine those influences together, we can have a greater impact on our children. So, yeah, I am just so thankful uh, that you as a church say yes to children's ministry, say yes to the next generation. And I am just so excited for the years to come what children's ministry is going to look like. Thank you, Annie. Um, we have a, a few more minutes. I just want to uh, put a little plug in uh, for Life Groups. Um, Life Groups is one of the ministries that we as a church are hoping is going to become one of the defining ministries here at Deer Run Church. What I mean with that is not that it becomes the most important one, but it's one of the main vehicles that we, through which we do discipleship. And so what are life groups? I think there's, uh, we've, we've had that question asked. Uh, some of you are maybe wondering what it is. Um, life groups is not a, a bunch of secret societies meeting in homes with like red robes and like candles, that type of thing. They're not like, they're not some weird group gatherings. Um, I hope yours isn't like that. Mine is actually. <laughs> no, uh, all kidding aside, uh, life groups are an organic expression of faith. And so what do I mean with that? It is that we call them life groups because we're hoping that Christians in this church will do life together. You will do life together, you'll celebrate together, you'll cry together, um, you'll keep each other accountable, you'll help each other grow. And I know one of the main things that keeps most people back from being involved in a life group or a small group of Christians is vulnerability. You feel that if I'm part of this group, people actually get to know me. And when they get to know me, they're going to see how ugly I am. But it's actually a very beautiful thing. And I have talked to several people that have been in life groups, had a lot of apprehension going into it, and uh, now are in a life group. Uh, and just really appreciating that they took that step, made themselves vulnerable, and had other people, rather than uh, kind of expel them because of their shortcoming, embrace them for who they are, and now they are growing in the context of a life group and being able to follow Jesus uh, more passionately. And so if, uh, if any of you are interested in, in joining a life group, one of the things right now that we are looking for um, is leaders. And so... Uh, Talk to me if you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be a perfect Christian. You don't even have to feel like you're ready because I want to walk with you if you lead a life group, um, equip you the best that I can. Um, and if you have a circle of friends where you want to kind of gel together and form a life group, we really want to encourage that. So um, that's kind of going to be it for us today, unless any of you have uh, something else to add. 
And so, uh, like uh, Peter was saying, we're going to have a time of prayer uh, now. And then uh, I want to remind you about the, about the bulletins. There's uh, the part that tears off, um, folds into a card. I would really encourage you to take that card and encourage someone today. We have so much to celebrate. And when we celebrate each other, we celebrate what God is doing. We find hope, we find joy, and we are encouraged to keep uh, serving God together. So please avail yourself of that, and uh, I'll give it over to Peter. Yes, thank you very much.